When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle right here on The Grid. Welcoming in my co-host, George Kurtz. George, what's going on, buddy? Not a whole much. Not a whole lot. Not a whole much. Not a whole lot, Mike. Uh, you know, tr- trying to get through. Trying to get through. It's a slow time now in football without many camps, right? Not a lot of news coming yeah. out. And unfortunately, the news that does come out seems to be more bad than anything else. Yeah, we're kicking it off, unfortunately, with a pretty brutal story in terms of uh, the NFL and and how it may impact one team. But uh, Giants cornerback, first-round draft pick from 2019, DeAndre Baker, uh, arrested. Uh, Miramar Police Department issued um, some tweets last night and obviously uh, monitoring the situation. DeAndre Baker and Quinton Dunbar, cornerback from Seattle Seahawks, involved in an armed robbery. So there's a lot of there's tentacles to this story, George, and it seems like they may have been gambling, uh, lost upwards of seventy thousand dollars, came back a few days later to try to retrieve some level of that seventy thousand dollars, stole watches, stole cash, uh, and they are clearly in huge trouble. They have yet to turn themselves in, as uh, uh, as of the filming of this program, but. Uh, needless to say, it's going to impact the Giants, the Seahawks, in a significant way. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it's just, I get so disappointed about this, Mike. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, I, I, we don't know the whole story, of course, and we, pro- we may never know the whole story. But mm-hmm. anyway, you look at it, I mean, it's $70,000, which is a lot of money for anybody, but for, for a professional athlete, it's not a killer. And now you're doing stuff like this that's jeopardizing the rest of your contract. That's the killer here to me. You're, the rest of your contract which is worth millions, mm-hmm. all right. Which means the the equivalent of seventy thousand dollars to a, you know, baker to what it is to you and I, is like fifty bucks, seventy five bucks, hundred dollars. A 
annoying, but you'll survive. Let your agent take care of it. Call the police. Let them take care of it if it was taken from you illegally. Listen, right. if you lost the gambling, that's such as life. You're not going to yeah. get that money back. So well, that's the thing, George. All the wording, the wording of the story keeps saying that he lost seventy thousand dollars. Now, lost to me means he lost it in some sort of a game. Could have been anything, uh, but he lost it in some sort of a game. Not that it was misplaced or that somebody stole it. it, it the stories that I've read, Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News and some other sources as well are claiming he lost it and was trying to retrieve it. I assume it to mean some sort of gambling loss, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I said, I don't know if we know the whole story yet, but the bottom line is this, does it matter? It's $70,000, you signed a four-year, $10.53 million contract with the Giants when you were drafted. Giants traded up to get you, right? So you had a rough first year. Uh, not Certainly not wasn't very good. Uh, I mean, we've heard now reports, and this always seems to come out, uh, some negative reports about how his teammates weren't thrilled with him. They didn't yeah. like him somewhat, about how he acted during practice. Maybe a little too, uh, thinking too high of himself, he wasn't playing all that well. But either way, $10.53 million. So you're jeopardizing that over 70000 mm -hmm. I mean, and forget that. That's what you're, you're jeopardizing your freedom. I mean, your freedom. Because you're upset that, uh, what, your ego? Because you lost? Or you got the money taken from you? Whatever it is. You know, that, that's what you're worried about? I mean, I think your priorities aren't in the, uh, the right spot. Yeah, if you can't afford to lose the money, don't put it, on, don't don't put it in the middle. Right. Listen, we're a gambling network. We gamble. Yeah. And I always, uh, my wife knows very well, yes, I'll gamble, but I don't gamble what I can't afford to lose. Yeah, but by you the know, way, but part, of being a part of being somebody involved in the wagering community and, and gambling, however you want to phrase it, is paying your debts and being respectful to what's owed to you and, and vice versa. You know, anytime a casino or a sports book or somebody like that is called into question as far as uh, upholding a bet, it's a big deal, right? And casinos are generally, and sports books are generally more than happy to refund bets in certain instances and uh, really have them, they obviously want to make themselves look like it's a fair and on the level enterprise. Now, whatever this might have been would have obviously not been legal uh, wagering, but nonetheless, it's the same honor system. Pay what you owe, and if you lose, try to win it back. You don't try to steal it back. No one's ever happy about losing a wager. I'm a poker player. I love to play poker. I lose. I'm so glad you lose in ways you can't believe you lost. You know, a guy had two outs, oh, he hit him. You know, you had a 4% chance, and I lost. You know, it happens. If you, if you play long enough, you're going to have bad beats, bad losses, where you can't oh, no. believe this team did that, that player did this, and it cost you uh, whatever amount of money. But if you can't handle that, then you shouldn't be gambling. Yeah. It's really that simple. If you can't handle it, you shouldn't be gambling. Yeah. You know, cause you're going to drive yourself crazy. It's disappointing. I'm looking at Dunbar now. He's in the middle, uh, the second year of a $5.7 million contract. And the, listen, the Seahawks were counting on him. It'd be a big, major part of that secondary, which had issues at times last year until they made a couple of acquisitions. Yep. And I said, we, don't, we never know what Goodell's going to do, but it's not going to be uh, give him a handshake and a pat on the back and say, better luck next time. Now, there's ta already talk of the exemptions list. And, and as you stated, stories start to come out that are now the negative DeAndre Baker stories. Some people had him rated as a first-round talent, some obviously less than that. But uh, there were some stories, some negative stories regarding his work ethic, um, while he was at the University of Georgia, and then last year, those came to the forefront again. He admits that he wasn't really in his playbook for the first two-thirds of his rookie season. 
And he said he finally got in there at the end. He was frustrated the way he was being used. They started utilizing the way he wanted. He got into his playbook. His play improved in the last third of the season. Um, an egg on Gettleman's face for this, general manager Dave Gettleman, is that he's been trying to change the culture. He traded up to get DeAndre Baker. And now there's this. Obviously, there's always going to be stories that come out. There's pictures of him throwing up gang signs, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know, I don't know much about his background at all. So I'm not going to start hammering on on that. I'm just saying it's coming. The exemption, the commissioner's exempt list is probably in his near future. Uh, as far as his long-term future, I think football is frankly the least of his problems at the moment. Oh, you're right. I mean, once again, the charges that were handed are serious charges. Uh, they, you know, if he gets convicted, that's serious. That's serious. This isn't a weapons here. charge, George. It's not a weapons charge. It's a, it's a, you know. We're, we're talking serious armed robbery, 10 years in prison kind of charge. Yeah, if he gets convicted, his career is done. You know, oh, so for I, sure. And I, I wonder if we're going to – I wonder if either player we're ever going to see on the field again. Yeah. At the moment, your, your easiest guess would be to say no. We'll see if uh, you know people are lying, but there appears to be a lot of eyewitnesses in this case, and there's a warrant out for his arrest. So there's no easy way to make a transition, but we're going team by team, talking about stories that are in the news – uh, and the Giants are the story that came up. We'll keep tracking the DeAndre Baker story, but uh, in terms of how it'll impact the Giants remains to be seen. I, I would imagine you won't see him on the field for the Giants one way or the other. So uh, let's get to the odds for the New York Giants, George, and their schedule. Uh, to win the NFC East, they are plus 900. Those are the longest odds in the uh, I believe the longest odds in the division. Let me see where Washington is in relation to them. Washington I has to be worse. I think it is. Let me get to that. Sorry, I had this written before. Uh, here we go. According to FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, which is currently freezing on me. So I uh, read Washington's plus 1,300. Giants are plus 900. But the Eagles are plus 140. Dallas minus 105. So the Giants are a significant underdog to those other two teams. Uh, they're at plus 900. To win the NFC Championship, plus 4,000. To win the Super Bowl plus eight thousand, but the win total is a six, <laughs> a robust six. Right now, there's not a lot of action. It's minus one fifteen to the over, so uh, slight lean towards the over in terms of betting action. But here it is: they start out hosting the new, uh, the Pitts rather, yeah, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at MetLife Stadium on a Monday Night Football. It's the early game Monday night to open the season. Uh, then at Chicago then versus the Niners, then at the Rams, then at Dallas, the home for Washington at Philly. So it's three divisional games, three weeks in a row. Hosting Tampa at Washington versus Philly by week. Man, there's not a lot of laydown games in that first 10. There's not a lot of laydown games on the schedule. I mean, you want to get the six wins. I got to start giving you wins, right? Okay, Chicago, one. That's uh, on the road too. But I got, I got to give you something. You yep. got to beat some teams, or else you're not going to, you're not going to even going to come close. Yeah. Uh, Chicago won. You'll, I think you'll split with Washington, so that's two wins. Cincinnati, okay, three. I guess I got to give you Arizona, four. They beat them last year here in MetLife, and they're coming back again, Arizona. They beat them up last year, Arizona. Chandler Jones went crazy, and they had seven sacks. But that's it. I mean. If I'm giving you wins, that's four. Where are, the other, where are these other three wins coming from to get over? 
You're going to be Philadelphia or Dallas? Ravens. I don't know. You're not beating the Ravens. You're not beating Seattle and Seattle, the Rams, Philly, Tampa. Good luck. Pittsburgh? <laughs> and I think the Giants have a very good offense. I mean, that offense, once again, uh, if Daniel Jones can – I don't think he needs necessarily to get better. If he can just avoid – He could have a good ground. offense. Right. But if you put, avoid putting the ball on the ground with all these fumbles because he doesn't see the rush from the left and the right, you know, I think if you can avoid doing that – He'll be good. He'll be fine. I think they're going to run Saquon Barkley to death this year because yeah. third year, he's going to answer that big contract next year. So, hey, you know, let's see what happens here. We're going to pay that money because he'll he'll want more money than Elliott, more money than McCaffrey. There's 350 right? touches he's looking at. I think at least. And I did, and listen, it's also smart football. This way you're not throwing the ball over the place with uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, listen, I like Shepard. I like Engram. I like Tate. But it's not the greatest trio on the planet here. But uh, And that defense is terrible. And the defense, they've made some improvements, but it's still has a long ways to go. I think the Giants are another team looking at a lot of high-scoring games, very similar to Carolina. So uh, I don't, I'm going the under here. I don't see where they're going to get, be able to get anywhere near seven. I agree. I, I, I just, I just don't get. I just can't see with this schedule. Even though they, I, there's reason to think that the Giants will improve under a new coaching staff. Uh, got another offensive lineman in here to help out. Um, there's reason to think that the offense could be better, but the defense was really the problem last year. The defense was miserable. Uh, have they gotten markedly better with the additions that they made? Blake Martinez, Kyler Fackrell, uh, they signed James Bradbury. So obviously they, they spent money to try to help fix this defense. Now, DeAndre Baker's not going to be on the field. You got guys like Logan Ryan and Drake Kirkpatrick out there uh, that have both played for Joe Judge are possibilities to replace him. I, I think the Giants will immediately be in the market for a, a cornerback, particularly if it's a veteran like that. So, I don't know. Uh, the defense was really what was concerning to me, and I don't know that Joe Judge is going to come in and turn it around right away. But they have better pieces than they did last year, George. You know, you bring up Logan Ryan, and uh, I'm looking now, I want to see how much cap room the Giants have here, because I, uh, I think that'd be a good addition right now since Baker's could be done. And they've got the money. They've got the money if they want to go that direction. Yeah. So I wonder if that's it. Uh, listen, bottom line is this. Uh, they made a lot of additions, but these are also just names. Uh, they're not great players. I think they'll be better, but this team is still looking at a lot of 31-28 games if they're going to win. Yeah, I think six is six could be right on the number, but I wouldn't ever feel comfortable giving the Giants seven wins right now. So we'll come back. We'll talk about Packers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all. Even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney. Make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Back on FFC right here on The Grid. If you want to follow us, please do so on Twitter, at SportsGrid. On Instagram, at SportsGridTV. George is at George Kurtz on Twitter. I'm at Mike Blewett on Twitter. So uh, please feel free to follow us there for our latest shows and obviously us tweeting about the latest events in the football world and beyond. So, uh, George, lots of rumors, and this is now the Tom Brady effect. Anytime a quarterback or any high-profile player puts their house on the market, we got a whole slew of stories and Matt Stafford's house is on the market, six and a half million bucks. But as it turns out, they're still looking for other property in the state of Michigan. They have little kids. They want to get away from the water. They're a little concerned about their baby girls wandering outside, uh, getting into a Creek or something like that. So uh, it seems like uh, that's a very reasonable thing to want to do is move. And Dave Burkett, a guy that we've had on the network many times, is the one who tweeted about his $6.5 million Bloomfield Township home. Uh, they then later clarified to say that it's not really a big deal uh, because of the reasons that I just mentioned. But it does call into question these greater stories. On NFL.com, Nick Shook was writing about uh, Matt Stafford and how he reacts to, look, it's been a it's been a little while since we've been hearing Matt Stafford can be traded rumors, right? Seemingly since Matt Patricia got there. So he says he doesn't really pay much attention to him. His wife pays more attention than he does. But just in general, your thoughts about Matt Stafford fitting in long-term in the Lions or you think they, they try to move on? Well, once again, uh, let's say you wanted to trade him. What are you trading him to? Well, untradeable we, right now. Well, let's look at his, uh, his little contract here, yeah, right? Yeah. What's, where's our dead money going with the... Uh-huh. Uh, you don't want any part of that right now. I don't think it's an Aaron Rodgers level with the $70 million, uh in dead money. But uh, Matt Stafford, currently his cap number for this year is reasonable. It would be a $21 million cap number. But if they cut him right now, $32 million in dead money. Net after this season, it would be 19 million in dead money, and then after that, it's six million or three million. So Matt Stafford's basically locked in for a minimum of a year. 
Yeah, uh, you're not, you can't trade him this year. But next year, you I mean I guess you could eat 19. But once again, I'll go with this. Uh, where is he going to go? Where are you going to trade him? We, you and I have talked many times. This is a quarterback-rich area uh, right now. Who's yeah. going to trade for a 32-year-old quarterback who's good, not great, but good, with that kind of cap hit, and Detroit's going to want compensation? Yeah. Good luck with and, that. Yeah, next year he'll be 33. You'll take a look. And if he got, you know, if he got hurt again this year, it would hurt his value even further. But, you know, he's coming off back injuries and – his shoulder injuries are, are in the distant past, but he's, you know, he's had a couple of injuries recently. And a guy that's 33, year old, 33 years old, a lot of miles on him at that cap number, you're right. It would have to be a unique scenario where it's like a win now and they have a quarterback issue, which typically isn't the case. Those teams will draft somebody, right? And Stavros, Stavros was having a good year last year up until the injury, right? So that, that's always going to be the problem, though, back-to-back years now with injuries. Mm. So I can see the concern there, but they're not, they're not going to be able to trade. This is not a Russell Wilson situation. Teams would be interested in Wilson. Uh, just not that hit. That dead cap is nuts. Uh, yeah. I said, I, and I don't think Seattle is ever trading Russell Wilson. I don't even know how this gets started, why they would even think about it. I know you think mm-hmm. uh, they can't pay, afford to pay a quarterback that percentage of their cap, but yeah. the cap's going up drastically in two years. Once they get this new TV contract worked out and the pandemic is in our rearview mirror, that cap's going to skyrocket. Uh, at least I believe it's going to skyrocket. Which maybe makes $19 million in dead money not seem like all that much. Not that much, right. I don't think it'll mean all that much. So uh, there's something to be considered there as well. But uh, the bottom line is this. I don't think anyone's giving you anything for Stafford. It's not that he's bad. It's that I mean, you look at teams right now that are in that need a quarterback. There aren't that many of them that are needing a quarterback for this year that want to contend this year. Cam Newton can't get a job. right? Jameis Winston had to settle for a million dollars. Yes, you might Stafford might be better than both, but you get my meaning there. Who are you going to? New England can't afford it, right? And they they made no they made no uh, no trap. They didn't try to get a quarterback all this offseason. It was still like, our guy. We're going with them. So who? You, Give me a who. You start to look at teams long term, and like if you just want to play this game, and we've done this before, just take the next two years. Roethlisberger's got two years left. Say you came up with this plan of Roethlisberger for 2020 and 2021, and then Matt Stafford, who, who would be gettable at that point. The salary cap numbers are way down. In fact, the 2023, it's really just bonus money. There's probably some options on there, but there's no dedicated salary that I'm seeing at the moment. So the problem with that plan is that at that moment, you'll be paying T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush, and all these guys that conceivably will be really good defensive players. So then you need the cheaper quarterback, which is why the Steelers next year are likely to draft Ben's replacement, assuming it's not Mason Rudolph, which neither you or I think it is. Good luck. So that you start to look for spots, and that isn't really a spot. They'll have to be paying other guys. I agree. I think this way teams are going to have to look at it nowadays to get that younger guy. But that's also two years down the line before the Steelers really have to worry about it. Looking at Ben's contract now, as you said, uh, signed for this year, 44 uh, plus million in dead money, and next year be 22 uh, and a quarter in dead money. Uh, free agent after that. Uh, and if Ben wants to come back, I do wonder if Ben's going to, is he going to come back at 40? Or is he one of these guys, eh, I think I'm done. Yeah, th- listen, this also He's probably also depends on the shoulder. Yeah, he, yeah. But he did so, but then he sort of went the other way. Right now, it's all more gung-ho. But like I said, it probably more depends on the shoulder and how that works out, uh, how, how healthy he is this year. Can he, can he throw? Can he be the Ben of old? 
What's funny is he put it in the rearview mirror, George, and then he tore his UCL. And, and then, like, he kind of put it, the, the retirement stuff in the rearview mirror, and then he got a really significant injury, a non-contact significant elbow injury. It's kind of, uh, I don't want to say funny, but it's kind of, once again, karma. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Right. Not a Ben guy at all yeah. uh, for what he's done in his life. Uh, but on, on the football field with Ben, listen, we know when he plays, he's generally productive. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets the job done, but he also gets hurt every year. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not really uh, – I don't know if I would could trust him to play his 16 games anymore. He's only done it once of the past five seasons. Mm -hmm. You know, in 18, he played 16. Last year, obviously, it was only two. Not that he misses a lot of games, but it's 15, 14, 12. Comes out of some games as he's banged up. He was slinging it in 18, too. 5,000 yards. He was hot in 18. He was. Uh, had him in a few fantasy leagues. I think, I think he might have won me some money, so uh, – yeah. I guess I can forgive him for a little bit. So let's go uh, back. Yeah, go ahead. Wrap wrap up, and then we'll go back to the Lions schedule. Sorry. Yeah, so I, th I think with Ben, once again, I, I think you're probably right about Pittsburgh. I think I read it the same way, that they will have to draft his replacement, mainly because you can't assume he's coming back at 40. And if he is, you probably want to have a backup anyway, you know, uh, a, back, a, a younger backup. I think you'll be able to afford a, a veteran backup that will be out there. But it will also get you out of salary cap hell, as you mentioned, because you've got to pay the other top defensive players. So uh, let's go back to the Lions. Matt Stafford, not a fit for the Steelers long term. Don't know where he's going to be a fit if the Lions decided to move on from him. There's also another complication where, honestly, I don't expect the Lions to be that successful this year. And I think they're going to move on from Patricia and Bob Quinn. So I think you're cleaning house again. And then it's a new era. Do they want Matt Stafford around? Do they not? There's that complication as well. That That new administration might embrace Matt Stafford and say, well, he's not going anywhere. He's, he's a really good QB. So uh, in any event, here's their, here's their uh, odds for the year and their schedule. So they are currently listed on FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, plus 650 to win the South. Uh, the Packers and Vikes are co-favorites at plus 175 to win the NFC Championship, plus 3,200. Super Bowl 55, plus 6,600. Their win total, six and a half, man. Not, not a lot of love here for the Lions, and it is minus 150, though, to the over. So that is one of the highest juices on the board. People feel like they might be able to get seven wins. Stafford coming back, they added a ton in free agency. We've been over this many times. Uh, from uh, They get rid of Darius Slay, uh, but they bring in Vite. They brought in Trey Flowers last year. They brought in additional uh, Landon Roberts, I think. Uh, I'd have to go through all of the additions that they had, but they signed a good 10 to 12 players and still have a lot of cap room left. But here's how it starts. Uh, versus Chicago, they host Chicago uh, week one at Green Bay, at Arizona, New Orleans, early bye week, week five. So those first four games, what do you think? Well, I mean, it's not a fun schedule. No. <laughs> I think this is, Mike, this is the one division where I would be, it, it wouldn't surprise me who wins it. I don't. I think Green Bay and Minnesota have both taken steps back. I think Green Bay lived a charmed life last year to go 13-3. and three. I, don't, I don't think they're anywhere near a 13-win team. I think I said it on yesterday's show that I think nine wins could win this division. I think double digits certainly does, you know, whoever can get the 10 first here. And I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago wins it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit wins it. That's Detroit's not a bad football team. They were terrible last year. I mean, once Stafford went down, they were done. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think – I'm not going to judge them off last year. But this is a decent – a decent – listen, they're not great either or good – just, I think it's an average football team. So an interesting wager here, and it's something I played around with a little bit last year. 
13 of the last 15 seasons, and I'll, I'll note that it did not happen last year, 13 of the last 15 seasons, I believe, where a last place team came in first the next year in any one of the divisions. Last year, it didn't happen. Nobody finished last and then finished in first, but the Lions could be a last place team to win the division. So if you're looking for that trend, that overall trend that hits, Maybe the Lions are a team that you circle. You know, the Dolphins, can they get over the Bills and the Jets? You think, think things like that. Is Cincinnati really going to win the division? No. no. Or the Jaguars? Jacksonville, no. Yeah, like. And the AFC so, West is no. Really, because of Detroit or maybe Arizona? I yeah. mean, uh, Giants aren't doing it. Washington's not doing it. Who finished worst? Giants finished worst. So yeah. Giants aren't doing it. No, Washington. Uh, they were second pick in the draft. Oh, yeah, they got Josh Young. You're right. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Neither one of those two teams are doing it. Uh, Carolina's not doing it. Or Tampa, yeah, Carolina's not doing it. So if that's going to happen, uh, Detroit would be my would be my bet, by the way. If, if you told me it has to happen this year, Detroit would be my guess. Because I just think this division is watered down. Minnesota's yeah. definitely taking a step back. No digs. They haven't replaced the pass rusher yet. And Griffin, uh, they have some work to do. And Cousins has been too erratic here. I think uh, you and I discussed it yesterday. I think the running game has to go berserk for them to really have any kind of great season here. Yeah. So as for Detroit, I mean, once again, a lot of these games are iffy. They go either yeah. way. They better win them. Early bye week, I think, hurts. They lose the home field advantage in the Dome. I think that is a problem as well. I'm probably leaning, though, towards – I wouldn't bet it. But if I was, I'm probably leaning towards the over. They got at, after the bye week at Jacksonville, at Atlanta, versus Indianapolis, at Minnesota, versus Washington, at Carolina. These are winnable games. Hosting Houston at Chicago. Versus that's Green Bay. A, that's a yeah, that's right. Stretch. They can go 3 1. Yeah, the, the Washington, Carolina, Houston at Chicago, hosting Green Bay at Tennessee. That's a tough December for them. Yeah. They go to Chicago, host Green Bay. Yeah, at two Tennessee. Games at home. That's good. Yeah. But at Tennessee versus Tampa versus Minnesota to close the season. You're right, two divisional games at home, one on the road, but the Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa, Minnesota, that's, it's not murderer's row, but those are gonna be four tough games to close out this season. They'll, they can't, ha they can't have to go on a run to make the playoffs there. Uh, that would be an uphill battle for them. SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome back to FFC. Uh, Mike and George going through the Jacksonville Jaguars. So according to pro football talk, George, Doug Marone um, has reached a comfort level at quarterback. And he said to, uh, to Adam Shine of Mad Dog Sports Radio, right now we have four quarterbacks, so we're pretty much done. And I think you and I had assumed that they were done at quarterback, giving Minshew a shot, signing, um, uh, signing some uh, – the Glennon. Mike Glennon as, as the backup. So I think they were, we assumed them to be done. They didn't bring in Andy Dalton or Cam Newton or anybody to challenge it. So that's really it. Uh, Josh Dobbs and sixth round pick Jake, Jake Luton, I think out of Oregon state are the only other ones on the roster. So this is it moving forward. Uh, you know, that we kicked the tires with the Cam Newton thing. As far as discussions was concerned, we, you and I did as did many people, but they're just moving ahead here, man. They're just they're going all in with Minshew for a year, and if it doesn't work out, they're going to move on. Yeah, listen, I know you know how I feel about this. This is the Miami Dolphins of last year. In other words, I think if it isn't nailed down, they want to trade it. Mm-hmm. You know, we know they want to trade Nagua. Well, I shouldn't say we know Nagua wants to be traded. All right, he wants out. Uh, they mentioned they wanted to get rid of Fournette uh, here. I'm looking at the salaries here. Uh, oh, Nagakwe is going to make 17.8 million this year. Uh, but they tagged him. They tagged him, so that's uh, the tag there. And Fournette, Fournette's actually not making a hell of a lot, but still, eight million for a running back as the cap hit is not a good thing. I, th- I think the only way Fournette gets uh, moved, by the way, is uh, a running back on a contender needs to get hurt, you know, uh, and pick a running back on a good team that uh, goes down and that they'll need to make a move there. Because I don't think anyone wants to take on that headache of uh, the player he's become and his attitude and the problems he's had here. Nagakwe could could help somebody, but. Uh, any any team that acquires is got the same problem. He wants a new contract, big money, big signing bonus. You know he can help uh, a lot of teams. He can help, but I think that's an issue as well. But I think once again, I think they want to move on here. I think uh, for me, Mike, when they didn't make when they didn't take a quarterback at nine or twenty, they were telling you, hey, yeah, sure, they can tell you all they all you want the PR. We want to go with Minshew. They know Minshew's nothing but a number two. He's not a starting quarterback in this league. Then they don't try and sign Dalton. They don't try and sign Cam Newton, who's out there. You're not playing for this year. And I get it, Mike. 
I think that is the way to win in uh, in today's football. You and frankly, to I, I, I'm not critical of them not taking a QB. I, I said it before the draft. Look, if you're not in love with any of these guys, then don't take a QB. You don't have to reach for Jordan Love if you if you don't like him. Like honestly, if they sat there and evaluated and they thought, you know what, we feel like we can have a shot at Trevor Lawrence and or take other guys that are going to be the Trevor um, Justin Fields, then. We'd rather take our shot with one of those two guys, depending on where we finish, than getting the third best quarterback in this draft, which is really all they were aiming for, right? They would have had to wrestle with Miami and the Chargers to try to get the second or third best, give up a ton of assets. They sat where they did. The roster is depleted. They made one, two free agent signings. They signed Joe Schobert to have a middle linebacker because they had virtually nothing, and they signed Tyler Eifert. Uh, and, and now Mike Glennon. So outside of that, they just added a whole bunch of guys. They added 12 new players. This is a continuous turnover of the roster. Frankly, I don't think it matters anyway, because I don't think this uh, David Caldwell, Doug Marone duo is going to be successful there. And it comes from the top down. Uh, I think the Jaguars are firmly in the cellar for the worst run organization in the NFL. And I think that the fact that they acquired all of those good defensive players gave them a shot at the Super Bowl in a really short window. I think it was a matter of being on a good run. I don't think it was indicative of it being a good organization or even a, a particularly good team. Oh, I agree. Uh, I think they are the worst uh, run organization in, in football, which is saying a lot with Cleveland still in the same league. I agree. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, too. Yeah, the Bengals as well. Ohio. Uh, it is. I mean... It's hard to believe that they were they would have been in the Super Bowl if not for one bad second half of football against the Patriots a couple of years back, right? And then everything else has gone straight down. I mean, there was no discipline on the team. Despite Coughlin being there, there was still no discipline on the team. Uh, I'm surprised the management is still there. And maybe, once again, I, I, they're certainly playing for the number one pick next year. And I don't think anybody who's currently associated with the team gets to make that pick, if they get it. I think they lost. Once again, I think they're going three and thirteen, two and fourteen, something like that, and there'll be a house cleaning. That's what I expect out of Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, so that's really it for them. Again, uh, they're done at QB, and I think you don't see any changes there until next year. I don't think they want to give Mike Glennon any starts. I think if things got really bad, he would come in um, to give Minshew a spell. But outside of that, I I really don't think Minshew is a, a long term. So. Uh, situation for them plus it was a sixth round pick they, they don't have to be dedicated to him uh for any reason any period of time beyond this year george beyond the first few games frankly so let's look at their odds uh they are the longest shot in the league to win the super bowl at twenty thousand to one uh they are the longest shot to win the afc championship at plus seven thousand they're by far the longest shot to win the afc south at plus two thousand and they have the lowest win total in the league at five according to the fanduel sportsbook the under is minus 145, so the juice is pretty heavy to the under on a team that already has the lowest total. So let's go through it. I think this everybody's on the same page regarding the Jaguars this year. But to be fair, everybody was sort of on the same page with Miami last year. Miami went over and finished the season 5-4 and four after going 0-7. And, and if you remember back to that Jets game, the Jets benefited from a funky call at the end of that game to kick a game-winning field goal. The Dolphins were this close 
to finishing six and three. Now, obviously, the games against the Patriots late and the Giants late and um, the Bengals late were all narrow wins. So such is the nature of NFL football. But I'm just saying uh, stranger things have happened. Uh, I just think that the Jaguars are really dedicating themselves uh, with a staff that might be on their way out. That's the difference, George. Guys had to prove themselves to Brian Flores to keep jobs. Everybody on this roster is like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm getting out of here, and this coach is out of here, so I don't need to impress this guy. I'm not saying guys will give up. Everybody's got to put good tape out there, but it's a different scenario than it is than it will be with the Dolphins. Oh, agreed. There's a lot of lame duck statuses going on in Jacksonville here. Listen, I, I look at the schedule for Jacksonville. You know, I I, uh, I look at it different from most teams. I'm looking, where's the wins? You know, who are you gonna beat? You know, they're, listen, their teams may Miami. They play Miami, Cincinnati. I don't think Houston's all that great. Detroit. They got a four-game stretch right there. Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit before they're by. I don't think they're losing all four. They'll yeah. beat somebody in there. You yeah. know, that's that's probably one of their wins. They do play Houston again at home. All right, it gets a little dicey. That by the last 10 games, there aren't many wins there. No, sir. So it starts out versus Indianapolis at Tennessee, versus Miami at Cincinnati, at Houston, versus Detroit. As you said, it's not unreasonable that they're two and four after that. Um, I don't think they'll be favored in any of these games, if I'm being honest. The only no. shot they would have to be favored Cincinnati. is if they won a game before they played Cincinnati. If Yeah, it's... I said, I don't think this is an 0-16 team, so I don't think we're looking at that. But, boy, I said, that that's second half, though, Mike. I mean, you play so, yeah. Houston in Week 9. That's yeah. at home. I don't think they're all that great, but they're still better than you. Going Chicago, at the Chargers, week Houston, 16. at Green Bay, hosting Pittsburgh, hosting Cleveland, at Minnesota, hosting Tennessee, at Baltimore, hosting Chicago, at Indianapolis. We'll see where the Bears are at uh, in Week 16. I think the Bears are in a funky position. It's the third year of Coach Matt Nagy's tenure. If things went really south for the Bears, do you think Matt Nagy would be on the hot seat? I do, yeah. Once again, so, three years. They've had Trubisky. Didn't, that didn't work out. That's a major negative there. But Assuming he came in work. after Trubisky was drafted. Still, they thought he would do something with them. They did. But yeah, so. nothing can anything be done. Uh, that totally doesn't look good. Fault. You know, uh, I think listen. I think the organization is majorly embarrassed for Trubisky trading up to get him. There were other quarterbacks in that draft. GM's still there. Maybe you should. Yeah, you know, may he may not be me there either. Oh, oh you're right. right. Once again, maybe another house cleaning. Listen, what what is it? Eight generally eight coaches get fired every year. We change quarter of the league. I think I think of Chicago if they bomb out, especially in a division that I expect not to need need more than nine ten wins to to win it. If they bomb out, they only win five, six games. Oh, that's a big problem. Yeah. Right, I'd be surprised if they don't. If they just don't, they're not competitive. You know, I, I think uh, I think Nagy's gonna be bye bye. So Jacksonville, we basically lined it up. Um, maybe Ugly. at Cincinnati. Maybe the home game against Houston. Uh, maybe a home game against the Browns, but the Browns have a far more talent than the Jaguars do. Every team when naming has more talent. I mean. They have the most talent-depleted roster in the league. The only one competing with them, in my mind, is Cincinnati. And they just added the number one pick in the draft. So it gives them a big boost. I think their, their best chance might come week three because it's, it's versus Miami, a so-so team themselves. It's on a Thursday night, and they're at home. The yeah. numbers tell you that's your best chance. 
to win that game. So other than that, you know, they, they'll have a two game win streak for the Jags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can Thursday nighter, 10 days off, play the Bengals, play the Bengals. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. And then that might be a little momentum, go to Houston, 12 game losing streak. Yeah. They could, they could close it with a 12-game losing streak. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it, it's entirely possible. So uh, I don't see five here. No, under. I don't know if I see four. Under. Um, it's a pretty hard under. I have to say I, I was waving the flag. I, I thought Miami was a hard under five um, or, uh, sorry, a hard under four and a half. That's what their total was, and they got to five. Um, I was a hard under on Cincinnati last year. They won two games. I was a hard under on Washington last year, and that worked out. So I went two and one. You're not going to go undefeated in these. I can't see how Jacksonville is going to get to five. Um, you're they only don't want concer- to. That's the most important. They don't want to. This team's worse, not better. I know, but your only concern as a as a as a somebody putting a, a wager on this is. Does this get pushed down to four and a half? Does so much money come in on the under, which is at minus 145 right now, that FanDuel is forced to move it down to four and a half? This is, an, then, this is a bet, though. I would make this bet now. I'll take yeah. the five. I'll make it yes. right now. Yeah, because it, it ain't going up. Uh, so you're going to have to take the five in fear of it going to four and a half, and then you can't even push on a five, right? Um is suggesting that teams are going to win four or less games or 12 or more games is a lot. That's Those are very much the outliers in each and every season. And it's, in my opinion, hard to make wagers on bets that low or that high. I agree. Uh, but this, this is one of the few that... There's only about three or four now that I really like. This is one of them. As I, I And I know I said this about the Dolphins last year, too, that they want to get worse, not better. But there's no, Mar- uh, there's no Fitzpatrick here. There's no Ryan Fitzpatrick in this team. And... You know, a lot of these players want out. As you mentioned, they they were they're already booking plans, man. They want to be gone. So yeah. I don't see this I don't see this happening for this team. Yeah, agreed. So uh, we love the Colts over. Uh, we love the Jags under right here. I don't love placing two bets in the same division, but so be it. Uh, George and I will come back and talk about the Green Bay Packers next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, welcome back to FFC. Uh, George and I closing out this first hour with a little talk about the Green Bay Packers. George, they were obviously all the talk after the first night of the draft and frankly all through draft weekend for the selection of Jordan Love. But a couple stories, you know, Aaron Rodgers was obviously surprised and Field Yates was tweeting about this uh, earlier today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Packers taking Jordan Love. Quote, the general reaction at first was surprised, like many people. Not going to say I was thrilled by the pick necessarily, but I understand the organization is not thinking just about the present, but the future, but the future, and I respect that. Do you think he said that through gritted teeth, George? I think he chose the high road, is what I think there. Uh, yeah, so I do think, uh, yeah, I, I understand the pick, and they didn't get me any help, but sure, I understand it's for the future. Mm, a future that I'm not going to be a part of. They drafted zero wide receivers. Zero. And you look at the team. Uh, and you draft A.J. Dillon, another running back. I, I understand why they drafted Dillon. Jones and Will Williams are not signed beyond this year. I get it. Uh, but, I mean, he got great running game. But your wide receivers are Adams, Lazard. And I know Aaron Rodgers Aaron Aaron likes Alan Lazard. So I get it. But still, he's not, you're not talking a lot of help there. No one's afraid of Lazard. Funchess, St. Brown, Kumaro. You still got MVS there. I mean... There's I mean, a lot there, of there mud wouldn't be, the like wall. the Aaron Jones not under contract thing keeps coming up, but you'd re-sign him, right? Yeah. He scored 20 touchdowns. But maybe they don't believe. Maybe they don't believe in paying the running back. He's not well, going to get as much as Zeke will or McCaffrey, no, but he's going to be No, it shouldn't year. even be anywhere close. It should be like what Melvin Gordon got with an extra year or two. And I think. Maybe. See, I think I think it'll be more than that. Well, I think that's what, that's I what Green Bay and wants. I, get to him. I think what Melvin got eight. Yeah. I would think he's going to get closer. You no. Know, Eight figures, 10, 12. I wouldn't do it then. But that that uh, maybe that, that might be their plan, Mike. Their plan maybe you know we're not paying them. Yeah. I mean they they don't use them the way they should, right? So they don't seem to believe to, totally trust him anyway. Even with the big year he had last year, Williams still played a lot, and he drafted another running back. Clear, yeah. Who's, yeah, exactly. Who's going to play? Dylan's yeah. going to play some. You know? Yeah. So uh, I I wonder what they're doing here. These there's still some offensive line issues there. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. I don't know what's going on at tight end. 
Sternberger, is he going to be the guy? Last year's draft pick? Are they going to go with uh, Degora this year's? You know, defense is still a question mark at Green Bay for a long time. I think this team, and if Aaron Rodgers is not the Aaron Rodgers of old, and he doesn't seem to be, you know, he's not, not the quarterback he once was, they're coming down. Th- listen, 13 wins was a gift last year. I don't, I don't know who sold their soul. You know, I, I don't know how that happened. But that's not floor. Maybe it was LaFleur, right? But the last two again. years, he's outside. Rodgers is outside the top 20 in QBR. So He's not the same quarterback, or for no. whatever, whatever that means. He also right doesn't now. have the weapons. And But on that, on that uh, field, Yates also tweets, when asked about the returning Packers receivers on the roster and stepping up, and Rodgers began with Alan Lazard. He's a great teammate and an ascending player. Loved his approach every week. He is a guy that I think in deeper leagues, or if you're in dynasty leagues, he's probably already scooped up. But he's somebody to think about if you're doing a startup dynasty. Alan Lazard might be a target here in the short term with Aaron Rodgers. I would agree with that. Fantasy-wise, Lazard's somebody I want. Yeah. And listen, the number two called wide receiver on Green Bay's offense is definitely somebody I want. Also because I don't think the defense is going to be as good this year, so they'll need to score more points. Yeah. So I think that's a, it plays with it as well. But as far as an NFL, I, I just don't see huge things coming here. I think I think they have issues. I think it's you know when you're a team like Green Bay and you have Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback who's in the twilight or the ending of his career, you got to build around him. I mean, you just have to build around him. They didn't do that. And a and a wide receiver nuts draft, you didn't take a wide receiver for him. You didn't say, you know, I, I just think that's crazy. You didn't add anything to help him this year in the first couple of rounds. You went for the future, which is great. You know, if they were a 4-12 and 12 team, Mike, all right, I get it. You're not going anywhere with, uh, with or without him anyway. Fine, built for two years from now. But this is a 13-3 team. Yes, probably more of a 10-6 team, but still a playoff team, and you didn't help him. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I said on draft night and draft night number two and draft day number three, I just don't understand the strategy. You could sell me on, you know, we're, you know, we're thinking long-term and everything, but there's no clear indication that anybody else was going to take Jordan Love at the end of the first round. We thought the Colts might have been because they were trying to maneuver up, but it turns out they love Michael Pittman so much that it was probably Michael Pittman that they were trying to trade up uh, to get. So there, it isn't entirely clear that anybody else wanted Jordan Love in the first round. Um, there's no other strategy for them other than to keep Aaron Rodgers for the next two years and then move over to Jordan Love. Um, you're talking about the running back scenario where they draft one. That's an okay insurance policy, but to go seven rounds and not draft any wide receivers, they drafted three guys two years ago, none of whom are, are working out, right? Marquez Valdez-Scantley, Equinemia St. Brown, Jamon Moore were all mid-round draft picks by them. We thought there was light at the end of the tunnel for MVS, and then he disappeared. And Alan Lazard took everybody's job. So um, maybe Lazard they love as a number two. But to say that their depth chart is something that they have confidence in at the wide receiver position is false. They, They are showing you that they don't have confidence in it up until the point where they didn't draft anybody. So I don't quite understand the strategy. No, like I said. They didn't sign anyone either. It's not how I build a team. It's just uh, like I said. Like I said earlier, Mike. If they were a bad team, four and twelve, six and ten. All right, I get it. You're not you're not a Super Bowl contender, but and I, I, you may not be a Super Bowl contender you know, anyway. But you're certainly a playoff contender. You're certainly a division contender to win it. You know, so you build around that. You you build around Aaron Rodgers while you have him. You know, well, you know who knows what this next quarterback's going to bring. Hey, he might be good. He might be terrible. You know, you don't know if he's going to develop. Maybe yes. Maybe mm. no. 
and then draft picks are cheap. You're getting a wide receiver on the cheap. You don't have to go playing around with, in the free agency market and signing, you know, like the Bears signed Allen Robinson, and it felt like a gift until the team starts falling apart, and you have a wide receiver. When you can't throw the ball, you have a wide receiver at $15 million. You know, like you start to run into those kinds of things. The wide receivers, you can just get on the cheap. Get somebody in the second round. I'm not saying you had to do it in the first round. No. Get somebody no. in the second or third round, the second day of the draft. There were plenty of guys off the board there. You and I don't know if, who is going to be good and who's not, but take a shot with one of them. I said, just, just, just to appease everybody, it would have made sense. Listen, I'm a best player yes. available guy. You know, I, I generally like that. That's why I like the Cowboys draft so much. I'm a BPA guy. You know, that's, I think that's where you should go with. If it's close, fine. Take your area of need. But generally, t- take the best player available. That's how you'll work out in the end. You can't tell me Jordan Love was the best player available when they took that, him in the first round. You can't tell. I don't think Dylan was the best player available when they took him in the second round. And it was, you took him at positions of strength. I mean, let's face it. Love, in a perfect world, Love doesn't play for, what, three years when they can get out of Aaron Rodgers' contract? It's really two. I think it's closer to three. I mean, with that guaranteed money, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to want to eat that in A-Rod's uh, contract when they get to send him bye-bye, you know, to send him away. And I don't know what they'll get in a trade for Aaron Rodgers at that point yeah. in his uh, in his career. <laughs> and then with this, the running backs, and, you, know, some, you and I may disagree on the value of uh, Aaron Jones, but we don't know what the Packers are thinking. I, I'm guessing they don't want to pay him. and they're, they're thinking more like you. That's been my guess. They're going to let him go for that reason because they don't want to pay him, you know, whatever the guarantee, the $40 million guarantee and $12 million a year. I wouldn't pay him like that. I wouldn't pay him crazy money. I mean, he's not that He's not that kind of player to me. Great yeah. year last year. I think utilize him in the offense, great. But I feel that way about most running backs now. A.J. Dillon can run over people. I, I would think he and Jones would be a really interesting one-two combo if they wanted if to move he, on from Jamal Williams. If you're going to keep Jones, why do you draft Dillon? That, but that will bother because me to I no think, end. Because I think they know that Jones can't do it all. Well, then keep Williams. I, I get it. I get it. And but then spend think... that second round pick on an area of of, of some of need here. As for Aaron Rodgers, he's making what? Uh, his dead money is $51 million this year, 31 next. So they're not trading him next year either. No, no. You all know, right, let's, uh, go through their, let's go through their uh, odds. Uh, just a few minutes left here. To win the NFC North, their co favorites at plus 175. To win the NFC Championship, plus 1,300. So 13 to 1. To win the uh, Super Bowl 55, plus 2,500. It's not crazy. Uh, Win total over under is 9. Under is at, the juice is at minus 120. So people are shading the under. Uh, Rodgers for MVP, plus 2,300. For Offensive Player of the Year, uh, plus 5,000. So 50 to 1 on Aaron Rodgers to win Offensive Player of the Year. Things lined up. I mean... I think a shot. He got, got a little fire under his belly right. with this Jordan Love situation. And he starts throwing around. He's more accurate. Alan Lazard steps up. Maybe this Dylan Jones thing, uh, three-headed monster with Williams, maybe that all works out. That's kind of an interesting long-term play. But let's go through the schedule real quick to see if we can get them to nine wins. They start at Minnesota, then hosting Detroit, then at New Orleans, then hosting Atlanta. Early bye week, week five. Uh, after the bye week, at Tampa, at Houston, versus Minnesota, Yikes. at San Francisco, versus Jacksonville, at Indianapolis, versus Chicago, versus Philly, at Detroit, versus Carolina, versus Tennessee, at Chicago. Not terrible down the stretch, last six games, couple of Bears games, 
Tennessee, Philly, but Detroit, Carolina there too. Um, I think nine is sort of on the number to me, but um, I don't, I don't, it's not a hard under to me. Uh, even if they regress, I, I think they could regress three games and still pull off a 10 and six win, 10 and six season and win the division again. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch it. I think nine's right around it for me as well. I mean, I think they're going to split with Minnesota. I think they're going to split with Detroit. <sighs> Can I give them three and three in the division? Split with Chicago too? Sure. Let's say they, let's say they go four and two in the division. Any way you yeah. want to look at it, they go four and two. Uh, New Orleans, that's a loss, four and three. That Atlanta game, I'm going to give you a win there for uh, Green Bay because it's at home on a Monday night. So I'll give you a W there, but I'm not crazy about it. 5-3 at Tampa's a loss, 5-4 at Houston. Oy. You better win that game. You better yeah. win, 6-4. Right, uh, you play San Fran on a short Thursday night, that's a loss. 6-5, uh, you'll beat Jacksonville, 7-5 at Indianapolis, loss 7-6. Philadelphia at home. That's another tough game. You lost to Philadelphia last year at home, you know, so you want to give them a W there. We're at eight. Carolina's nine. Can I give you every win? Tennessee, once again, I got to give you a W there too, and I'm giving you a former division. So just to get the 10, you have to beat everybody, all these hard teams, you got to beat them at home. And then you still, you need to beat four, you need to go four and two in your division. So pretty much beat Chicago twice. Not loving it. Not loving it either. I don't love the schedule. I think this game. I think I stay away on the Packers. Me too. Uh, I, I just don't feel comfortable. If you force me to, Mike, if you, if you told me, hey, you have to bet one way or the other, I'll go the under. But I, I don't want to. But I would go the under because, like I said, I think uh, if everything has to go right to get the ten, I think nine is the right number here. But if you forced me to, I'll say everything doesn't go right. The best Packers bets, based on what we're talking about, plus one seventy-five to win the division. That's better than their total bet because they could win it at 9-7, and seven, in my opinion, and long shot with Aaron Rodgers. Everything goes well, 50-1. to one. Throw, a little, throw a little bit on it. Throw 20 like bucks it. on it, you know? Uh, that, I'll take that at 50-1. to one. So uh, that's it for the Packers. We'll come back. And now we're number two. Talk about the Arizona Cardinals. My Kyler Murray props. Talk about it after this on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.